0: The Guardians lose today, but both the, of our hosts, like we are talking in third person, are in a surprisingly happy point of view. We're feeling good in spite of the loss. You will find out why on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. I am one of your two hosts. Before we tell you about who we are, though, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever you get podcasts, especially if you're feeling a bit down. Today's the perfect day to listen. I know the loss stunk. My co-host was at the game. It was not fun to watch in person or where I am from a distance, but we'll get into why you should still be upbeat for this Guardians team. For those who don't know me, I am Jeff Ellis, as it says on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube. Before this, I was a lead draft and prospect analyst at Scout and 24-7. Um, before that, I wrote for pretty much every Cleveland sports blog that has ever existed. Justin, tell them who you are.
1: Yes, I am Justin Latta, currently with uh, Guardians Baseball Insider Editor-in-Chief, and I cover prospects mostly, but do a lot of this stuff as well. And I, have, like Jeff, have been around the block to every uh, possible Cleveland sports blog as well, focusing on baseball and freelancing for the uh, Willoughby News-Herald. All good stuff this i thought it was not <laughs>
0: to the so, no you toot away toot away uh today's show we are going to talk about we did the bonus show on friday night so we have talked about game one and game two but we're going to talk about the win on game three we're going to talk about the loss in game four and then we're going to segment three we're going to save a little more time than normal and we're going to get into game five and why you should not why you should be feeling good about a game five why we are not as concerned as I think many other people are going to be. So that is kind of our tease for this. You want to stick around to hear why we're both fans of uh, the Guardians' chances as this team continues to push into the postseason. Let's start off with the win. An unlikely win, can we say that, on Friday? I I mean, just unlikely in the way that they came from behind. You're in a situation where Tristan McKenzie has – one of his worst starts recently listen he's he's always home run prone that stuff's gonna happen uh henches gives up the first run of any reliever in the postseason eli morgan comes in and gets the win uh it was just a crazy game how about the fact that we still haven't seen lewis Licky? like what's going on with that (laughs) through all these games uh so many you know and then oscar gonzalez of course caps it and ties uh big poppy for most walk off wins in a postseason. Did I see that somewhere?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. That's I don't know if it's one postseason or in general, but that's it's ridiculous, unbelievable. There's no way to describe that guy at this point. He had a, he had a lot of good at bats too. I thought in game game four, which we'll get into, but that I don't know. I, I couldn't ask people. I said, "What well, what was the more improbable win this season?" I looked at I looked at three games. I said, "The Josh Naylor game." Uh, against the White Sox, where he hit the the grand slam to tie it, and then the three run homer to win it, basically. And then there was the days where Naylor had the walk off against the Twins, and the next day Jimenez did it again. And then there was last night, Game Three, or two nights ago, when people probably listened to this. I don't know which one of those is more improbable, but those are probably the top three ones this year, I would say. And playoff one means the most.
0: Yeah, it was. You know, it, it, it's a game that kind of listen if they don't win that is the Oswald Cabrera game game uh that dude had himself a night for the ages but it gets forgotten because Oscar Gonzalez you know has the big hit they put together timely hitting I mean that's the other thing I mean that was manufactured it started with what straw right and they didn't even pinch it for melee because which that know, was the only bad decision that whole night it's it's just it's like What's the point of Naylor? Honestly, like if you don't trust him enough, even in that situation to go and pinch it when you're down two in the ninth, uh, then there's really no point in having him on the roster. Uh, Am I wrong in that assessment?
1: No, I I mean, you got You go out there to leverage. I I just, it's a waste of a roster spot. If you're not going to use them, like you're just playing with 25 guys and, but the Yankees I think are doing the same thing. You talked about Lewis Lipke and, Miguel Castro on that roster; those guys aren't going to pitch, obviously. So they're playing with the uh, twenty-four guys. I don't, I don't. It's very bizarre, but yeah. If you're not going to use, I said tonight in Game Four too. And then been in the ninth inning, they had a chance to have Luke Mailey up, and I'm like, if this, if this is not the spot for for someone to pinch hit for Luke Maley and you have to go to Bo Naylor for it goes to extras, then there was not never a point in having him on the roster. It was a waste of a spot. To, but to be honest, if we don't, this we don't really have time for it today, but. Um, who's who do you want on this roster? That's not Bo Naylor. If he's, I mean, who else is there? Freeman. That's
0: a valid point. I mean, it's, it is. Um, it's kind Nolan of like Nolan Jones, player. Tyler Freeman. That's it. I, like I, I kind of like Nolan Jones just for power, but you wish that he had gotten some at bats with the big league team after he got sent down. So I mean, there's not a great choice to go with. But again, at the end of the day, they they lead off with the catcher who gets the out, and then they just pile on. And, you know, before that, I think we got to take some time. And, you know, Gabriel – I heard throughout the season from multiple people about how hard first space is defensively and how Owen Miller isn't that bad, some Owen Miller apologists, and that you can't just throw someone into that position. Now, Gabriel Arias has played a few games there, but he hasn't played a ton. They threw him in there in the postseason, and what a debut. Yeah,
1: offensively and defensively. In Game 4, he didn't really – stick out at all in game three defensively. Like it was pretty routine, but game four, he had a couple of huge moments defensively, which we'll get into. Yeah. That was a great move. And uh, his at-bats have been fantastic. I think, uh, you know, if, if the guardians win game five and you're facing Houston, I would stick with it. I would say keep the Josh Naylor because the leg, and it also gives you some more flexibility as well, but good call. You no know,
0: He's a right-handed bat. So he gives you what Miller would give, but better at bats better at bats and better defense and I mean, probably yeah. runs about the same miller is actually a pretty good runner but yeah i thought and then brennan for as much as you know i've talked about him looking lost big huge hit absolutely you know that right after was it a, after the double that he comes up and gets not you know gets the third run the yankees seem to always get a run after cleveland gets one back we've seen that this whole series yeah. but at the end of the day you know the people at the top did their job. Quan ended up with three hits. Jose ended up with three hits. Uh, Naylor in that wasn't the best at bat though for him, right? Didn't he get out in the ninth in this game? And then it was he struck
1: out. Yeah, he struck out. It
0: was, oh. it was rather ugly at bat, as I recall. And then Oscar Gonzalez again. When the chips are down, he just always seems to uh, come up big. That's two strike count, nonetheless.
1: I looked up the numbers. I wanted to see. Because I, I think Frank Kona talks a lot about Gonzalez's two-strike approach. And his numbers on two-strike counts aren't special. Like, he's got, like, a five or 400 OPS in that count. And he's not hitting great. Like, average isn't great either. Um, but, you know, sometimes he makes a count. And he did that night. That that whole inning was just a carbon copy of game two. Like, instead of um, instead of Jose Ramirez blooping and getting on second or third, it was Miles Straw. And then everybody else did the same thing, basically. The Yankees lost the same way two nights in a row. So, and yeah. then the only thing you could really complain about is that they kind of let Luis Severino off the hook. They had great at bats. Yeah. He was not that great. Um, they could have been up big a lot earlier. I think so.
0: Yeah. I mean, doesn't the fact, they won anyway. They won in the end. But yeah, I definitely thought, oh man, this guy isn't going to get out. Cause that's the thing. Like the bonus, if he doesn't get out of four innings is then you, I think that one of the underrated storylines last two games is like, they didn't kill the Yankees bullpen enough. They had an opportunity to really kill that bullpen to set them up even better in game five. And Severino goes five and two thirds and Garrett Cole. Does he go seven tonight? Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't have the box seven. Record. Yeah. Yeah. He went. Seven. So they, went seven. they didn't get, they didn't get into the bullpen as much as I would have liked. They definitely let these guys off the hook a little. I mean, those first two innings, it looked like a big things were going to happen. And then they ended up with one run in each of those innings. <laughs> and the funny thing is you can go back game two. I said early on, it was like the setup for heartbreak. And then they came back to win. Game three was arguably the same thing. It was the setup like you felt really good about that. And then they had to still come back, but it was just such a a strong performance. Any final thoughts on, you know, a really fun walk-off win for Cleveland?
1: No, that was fantastic. I mean, that just, that proves to you right there what they've been doing all season long. You can't count them out. As long as the game is close, they have a chance. And um, the Yankees bullpen did exactly what we thought they would do. They, they uh, struggled and, the only thing you can really say is Aaron Boone's decision making and some of the roster decisions they've made this postseason have been very strange. I can see why Yankees fans are frustrated with him right now. I think I think Tito pushed all the right buttons in Game Three. By the way, I think the R the Gabriel Arias thing, the bullpen, um, everything. Only thing I complain about in that, in that game is is the Luke Maylie not pinch hitting in the in the last inning. That's the only thing. I think it was a great game from from Brancona and not so good for Boone.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a fun one uh, as long as you were a Guardians fan or maybe if you're just a Harrison Bader only fan. Uh, but yeah, I did, didn't. Ex- we'll talk about that more in the next one. Didn't expect him to turn to Babe Ruth. But what you can count on, what you can have some faith in is Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie in the last decade. Over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn that trust of that many people without doing something right it's simply safe your safety is the only thing that matters i know because i have heard from others who use simply safe in their own home and they protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have you back have you have your back Ooh. Here's why I love simply safe. They have 24 hour professional monitoring simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency even if you're not at home or can't be reached. They blanket your home protection with advanced sensors for every room window and door hg security cameras for inside and out smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires floods and other threats. Their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just minutes at simplysafe.com backslash lockdown MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive m- monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com backslash lockdown MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So let's talk game four, a game that was not safe, a game that went poorly. Harrison Bader, this, listen, you can go, well, you can't because Scout doesn't exist anymore. Harrison Bader was one of my first quote unquote discoveries. I wrote about him at Florida because he was a complete afterthought and he came out and had (coughs) an absolutely fantastic junior year. Always was a great defender. Was one of my favorite sleeper prospects. Ended up being a day two pick who I thought went lower than he should have after he had a great year, got up to the Cardinals and as a, you know, bat or not bat first glove first all the way, but a solid defensive center fielder. And in the postseason, he's, he's turned into Babe Ruth, another home run tonight. I saw right before his fly out, he was five for six against Quantrell lifetime. It's ridiculous. I mean, what's this, this guy, he's turned into a video. He's turned into Aaron judge essentially. It's like they right. Switched. He's
1: giving them what judge was supposed to give them. <laughs> yeah. Un, unbelievable. I think all the fastballs have been the problem. He's he's taken advantage of so many fastballs. I don't understand how they didn't adjust to that sooner. But thankfully, that was only one tonight. And, I, you know, I, who knows what happened? The home run didn't cost them. You know, they lost by two. So. gotta keep him in the ballpark in game five that can't happen again that has to be the last home run you give up to harrison Bader, who had what five all season who barely played
0: yeah i was, was kind of curious his let's see his only four seamers are the only thing he has hit well against this year but last year he was he had a negative 14 run value this year it was a plus three so i don't even know what to make of it and this year he, as you said he didn't play that much because of health um I said he's a defensive first guy. This would be like if Miles Straw had hit three home runs to give an equivalent on the imagine? Other
1: side. Could you yeah. imagine? <laughs>
0: that I, would be wild. I can. It would be nice to imagine it. Um yeah. so listen, Quantrell was Quantrell. This was another like average ish start, and he finally loses at home. And I know For all people that thought that thought that, that
1: made a big deal that, that losing yeah. at home was like some sort of thing. Sorry.
0: And like for everyone who talks about, you know, his performance, this and that's like, listen, he is the probably still the worst starter who is thrown in the postseason. And that's not, again, he's a solid mid rotation guy, but most teams have not thrown mid rotation arms. He's got an ERA over five for a reason. Like he was able to play well in the regular season. Yes. He, he faced tough teams and did well, but it, it, everything elevates and he's, you know, an average arm and an average arm ends up kind of performing like this. And, you know, it's, it's two games where he's struggled to go, you know, deep into games. He's given up three or more runs. It's, he you know, last game was much better, but yeah, you can look at the other side of things where Quantrell wasn't that much better than him this year. Yes. Qua, or not Quantrell, uh, Cole Cole's ER, uh, war was, I don't know, probably about a, a win better, but for the cost of those players, you expect house. more, and it's the strikeouts, but it's also the home runs and Cole is so home run prone and Cleveland just couldn't get to him. They couldn't, you know, uh, get outside of Naylor. And then the whole big to do uh, about him, which was just like uh, Nash Walker of lockdown twins literally tweeted out like he's done it all year. It's not like he's disrespecting Garrett Cole because you know, uh, everyone's favorite little brother decided to make a big stink about it. Even though earlier in the year he tweeted off an opposite thing. Um, about it so it was just that was ridiculousness uh good for Naylor, though that was one of the highlights of the game for me overall but yeah I mean they were I just over, up. yeah they were just really aggressive again you know Holmes mm-hmm. needed 17 pitches for his inning Peralta needed seven to close out this game they that was the yeah you you gotta get you gotta be a little more selective and they were just you look at it at the end of the day, they had, you know, Cleveland had six hits, uh, Cleveland actually had more base runners in this game, but you know, they were able to string some things together and they had the home run, uh, and you know, that was enough. That was enough in this game. But I kind of, if I'm being perfectly honest, I thought, you know, they could win, you know, I thought they might lose game two. They won it when they won game three. I kind of felt like this was the go, like this is the game that they could potentially give away. Like I, that I was not a hundred percent certain how I felt about the likelihood of them winning game four. So this was a game where I was like, okay, even if they lose game four, I'm pretty even keel. Cause I, I think game five is a much better matchup for that. And we'll get to that in segment three, but this was a game that as I'm sitting there watching it, I'm not like annoyed. I mean, I have points that I'm annoyed, but I thought overall, you know, uh, it, I guess here's a question to you. Some people kind of viewed it this way. I don't know if I view it this way, that when they're already down uh, three to two, that going to Morgan and Morris and Plesak was a sign of Tito. Like, okay, we're saving everyone for game five. I'm kind of throwing this one in. I don't think they're going to come back. I don't think it was that. I think he went to fresh arms and, you know, Morris is fantastic for his two innings and Morgan was great yesterday. Uh, what's your view?
1: I mean, first of all, why are those guys on your roster if you don't trust them? This is the thing about postseason baseball and and good teams in general. Don't put players on your roster if you don't trust them. This is the issue with, like, Bo Naylor being out there and other stuff like that. Don't put them on the roster if you're not going to play them. Like, you know, they haven't really used their bench a ton. Um, they, I mean, were they kind of edging their bets that, that those guys would be okay and they would keep it close and give the offense a chance to come back? Yeah, you're kind of hedging your bets there. Especially when I thought when he went to Morris for the second inning, Morris had to face um, Torres, Judge, and Rizzo, and I thought, well, this is a, a, a gutsy call to have him go out for a second inning, and he was great. And you want to know what? Now that Cody Morris has his feet wet against a good a good lineup, um, maybe you just found yourself another weapon in this 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 bullpen. Maybe I mean he that was the best outing I think he's had. He was mm-hmm. out there throwing strikes, seventeen of twenty two for strikes.
0: He had more swinging um, I, strikes in those two innings than Quantrell had in five. Right. I, I have been
1: on the Cody Morris train since he, since I saw him in Lake County in, in 2019. I, you were probably on him sooner with, with at South Carolina, but I, I liked him in 2019. So I think it was great. Please act looked good for his inning. Um, yeah. I mean, you're hedging your bets. I, I said, they're kind of threading the needle a little bit, which I know everybody hates, but they threaded the needle. they, Morgan Morgan could have got away getting out of the inning without a run had that call at first base gone their way. Um, it is what it is, but ultimately, that they ended up losing by two. If they had lost by one, that would have hurt, but it worked out. So,
0: um, that got, uh, was a gamble man, the the overplays like or the uh, the whole overturning system, Cleveland losing both of theirs and New York going where they won for two. It's like, or I just. Whatever reason, I don't know who is Cleveland's coordinator for this, but it feels like they Mike lose. Almost, feels like they lose a lot of these challenges. Am I wrong? I, I feel like
1: they're usually pretty good. I'm, I'm sure I can find that percentage somewhere, but I feel like they're they're pretty good most of the time. Cleveland is. I didn't really love the first challenge. I'm trying to remember what the first challenge was.
0: Jose but, Ramirez uh, in between when he got caught in between the bases.
1: Yeah, I didn't love that challenge. I thought he was out and. um but the, the call with uh it's Arius's foot staying on the base, like, that was close enough where I liked it. I think the first challenge was probably not great. The second challenge, I, I thought, was going to go their way. They just, you know, they lacked a little bit of uh, extra evidence to overturn that, which is what you need. So, not, not a big deal. I, again, I, I don't have a whole lot of qualms about this game. I feel pretty good about how they played. They ran Garrett Cole. Look, I knew Garrett Cole was going to throw 110. I texted, like, Everybody I knew tonight, I said, Garrett Cole's going 110. I think you can see that Aaron Boone's a little bit scared of his bullpen. He wanted to go right to go, to Clay Holmes right after Garrett Cole. He pushed him to, to his limit. And give Garrett Cole credit. He, he pitched like an ace tonight. He gave them a great seven innings. Uh, Cleveland, I thought, had great at-bats against him for the most part. They, you know, were there some at-bats that weren't great? Yeah, but overall, they did a great job against him. They took his best shot. They gave him their best shot and he went out and he was just good enough. I mean, he gave two runs. They were and they were in the game, you know. Tip your cap and you know, you gave him a good shot. You move on to game 5. I have no no qualms about any of that.
0: I think my biggest qualms were some of the strike zone things. Like I'm not normally one who complains about umpires. That's typically something like every they but man, like they were just giving like there was what you texted me an image of was that when I can't, can't remember who it was, who was up to the plate? Was it Rosario, Rosario. Maybe, or, where like it was, they, they, they expanded the zone a little bit much for Cole. And I was getting, that was probably my biggest annoyance in this game. Or even something like Will Brennan, when they didn't give him a timeout, when he asked where it felt like the Yankees hitters are taking timeouts every fourth pitch. Like it's stuff like that, where I'm like this, this umpire crew, uh, is been pretty awful all in all uh, throughout this series. And I just want to take a moment and point that out because there wasn't, like I said, I thought the team did relatively well. There were some moments where you'd like to see them maybe take a few more pitches, work some at bats, but yeah, it was not, I mean, outside of what miles straws, one extended at bat. I can't think of anyone else who had a really long one, but yeah, that was kind of my takeaway.
1: Uh, I mean, Gabriel Arias worked some deep counts. Austin hedges worked another walk today. Uh, yeah. Andres Jimenez, who has had a hard time with, with a uh, heat this year, he has not hit fastballs. Well, um, he finally had some good at bats. And I think he doubled off Garrett Cole. Finally. Um, Oscar had a couple deep at bats. Josh took him deep. Uh, really? If you want to look at it, I think miles or Jose Ramirez probably had the worst um, at bats of anybody tonight. He's swung in a lot of stuff in the dirt. He, uh, he did have that RBI single, but it wasn't like it was uh scorched by any means, but um Maybe it was. I'm trying. I'm gonna go back and look at that before I actually uh, give a, a final opinion on that. But still, I, I mean, if you would really want to say Jose Ramirez might have had the worst at bats of anybody tonight, which yeah,
0: is I mean, bizarre. That uh, gosh, that one where he hit the or swung at a ball that was looking like it was gonna hit him in the ankle was that maybe his last or second to last? That was the one where I was like, yikes. Because it, right, it was right after Rosario. That's right. Because I was like, "Yeah, well, that was terrible." And then Jose, I—I I don't even know what he was swinging at in that situation. But
1: they—they they struck out eight times tonight, and five of them came from Rosario and Ramirez. That's tough. Like Gabriel Arias, Oscar, and and Arias struck out twice, but you know, I mean, that is what it is. And and Brennan struck out, but yeah, five of your eight came from your you know two and three hitters. That's hard, especially when it's your MVP. So gotta gotta get better at bats from Jose Ramirez in Game Five
0: that is for sure. We're going to take a quick break here, come back in game th- or come back. Not talk about game 3, but talk about our third game, which is the game 5, the decider. How are we feeling? What are we thinking? We're we're both having some positive feels, so make sure you tune in to see why. Okay. So, why are we feeling so good about this one, Justin?
1: Well, First of all, I think it hinges on Aaron Savali. He has not pitched in a while, but he's been good down the stretch for them. His last start, I know it was against the Royals. I think he had five innings, nine straight outs. He's been good in the second half since he came back from injury. Um, but I think Cleveland's bullpen is just set up better. Look, they've just got two days off from Stefan, Classé, Karen Check. They got another day off for Henches. They got a day off for De Los Santos. Everybody that you mostly trust in that bullpen. like The only guys that probably can't pitch tomorrow are Cody Morris
0: and and um, Morgan probably. Cause it's yeah, two games. In a row.
1: Yeah. So that's so many guys. I mean, even that, I don't know, but yeah, those are the only guys that aren't available and you're not pitching them in a deciding game probably. Um, So if Aaron Savali is on, then great. You know, you, you, he looks like the guy he did at the end of the season. If he's not, there's no excuse not to have a quick hook and unleash the bullpen and, and, and leverage that. And, and on the other hand to the Yankees, Jameson Tyone is their starter. He did not look good against Cleveland. Um And I know they had some bloopers that made things work for them. Yeah, that, that, I'm looking at Ramirez pop out again.
0: They're a that, bad matchup for him. They're just yeah. playing simply a bad matchup for, for what he is. If you go and you look at his Savant page, like his best skill in terms of like rankings is uh, walk percentage. This team doesn't walk a lot. So yeah, he's not gonna, there may be no walks tomorrow but he doesn't strike out a lot. Again, the team doesn't strike out, but he doesn't barrel. Expected batting average against him is 19th percentile. So you're talking one of the bottom 20th pitchers in all of baseball in terms of expected batting average. That's what this team does well. You know, they get on base. They they don't, you know, the, the wh- expected whiff percentage, 26th percentile. This team, they're going to make a ton of contact tomorrow, an absolute ton of contact against him. He's just... know and then the low average velocity for a righty is not what you want going he is like i said he is a really bad matchup or if you're guardians fan he is an excellent matchup uh like his curve i mean he has his run value on his pitches has not been the curveball is about the worst one he has so he'll be throwing that to jose at a decent amount because a lot of people seem to throw jose curveballs this year his four seamer was closer to average his slider was average it's it's not a good mix he is not an ideal matchup if you are a yankees fan
1: and on top of that this is why we feel good about tomorrow um as of right now and i think i don't know i expect boone might waffle on this because he's been had some strange comments all postseason but as of right now after game three when he didn't use clay holmes everybody was asking him why not and and his response was well the idea with him on the postseason roster he had shoulder soreness at the end of the year um, it was because he would, I'm sorry, it was a strained shoulder, which is bad, uh, that he would not pitch back-to-back days. So if if that holds true, if the, if the Yankees cannot use Clay Holmes in back-to-back days, he will not be able to pitch game five. We'll see if that changes. But uh, Clay Holmes is very clearly the best reliever in that bullpen when he's healthy. Wandy Peralta is, has been good for them too, I will say. He's been a very good reliever. I know the Guardians got... Uh, some runs off him in game three and the win, but overall he's been, you know, pretty good. And obviously they're not good against lefties, but um, the Yankees bullpen of, of Lou Chavino and, and Jonathan Luizica and um, I guess Nestor Cortez will be available. They said out of the bullpen. We'll see. That might save them a little bit, but yeah. if Jameson Tyone's not good early, they have to pull him and go to the bullpen. Um, that's, that's risky. The Yankees bullpen isn't good. And I, I would say that I think pushing Garrett Cole, to 110 pitches in game four was the right decision by Aaron Boone. I would have done the same thing. Not that, you know, I know everything, but um, that to me says he's very clearly scared of their bullpen. And I think that, that there's a reason why. So if, if yeah. Tyone's not good tomorrow and they go to the bullpen, that's that's the big issue for them.
0: Because let's say like they had pulled him after five or six, it's like Loisinga goes probably out there. And then you maybe don't have him for game five. They need him. Uh, they need. You know, Cortez might be available for an inning, maybe two. If they can get to tie on, and again, it's a great matchup for the Guardians, uh, then, you know, they're going to be scrambling. And then you got to wonder, even though, you know, Peralta only threw all of seven pitches today, that's still three days in a row. He pitched on – He's pre- probably down. Th- I, don't- I mean, I don't know how you can bring him out after three days in a row of pitching. Um So maybe they trust Licky or maybe they just don't have a choice. He's the only other lefty, I believe. Um, And, you know, he's a Cortez. Yeah, Cortez uh, out of the pen. Um, But, yeah, they it's a Savale looked like a different animal, too, in the second half. Like, I think that's yes, health was a big issue there. And, yes, he hasn't pitched in a while. But he was something entirely different in the second half compared to the first half, which, I mean, if we're being honest, was a bit of a struggle for him. And you do wonder about the health because that came to be an issue later in the year, but he looked really strong. Uh You have to in feel September, like it's an advantage.
1: Yeah. In September in 16 innings and three starts, Savali struck out 14, walked one, had an ERA of 338. That's, that's good. Uh, and in August, it was a 343 ERA. Is it, is it ACE like stuff? No. Second half overall post all-star break uh, 335 ERA and 43 innings, just seven walks. That's good. Um, almost six home runs in 43 innings. I'll have to watch for that, but yeah, I mean, it's as good as chance as any, I I like, I like Savali over Tyone. I will say that. Yes. I, it's, it's not that not a big difference, but it's no,
0: no, I, I like the, the matchup there. I will say the one thing, you know, you talk about there is the, the home run rates, um, but at the same time, I'll say that Tyone has always consistently had a home run rate over one for his career. So he is also a little bit home run prone. Uh, let's see. It's, it's yeah. Uh, he's had the lowest he ever had was a 0.74. You're looking at years where it's this year was a 1.12. You
1: know that was surprised? the MLB
0: average. He was a 1.32 this year. Um, okay. So
1: they scored the two teams scored 11 runs combined in game three because the Guardians had to come back and win six, five. Would you be surprised if game five was the highest scoring game of the series? No, not with these two,
0: not with these two pitchers on the mound. Like I like Savali. I think it's an advantage, but these are both a pair of home run uh, prone arms in Yankee stadium. So no, I just think that if the Yankees have to dip into the bullpen
1: early, if the guardians do their job offensively, if they, if they are bats against Garrett Cole are the same kind of at bats they have against Davis and Tyone, they're going to be fine. Um, if, and, and if and it just it hinges on Savali's performance, which I know can be risk can be a little bit risky here, but um there's no reason that if Aaron Savali struggles, there's no reason that you shouldn't be pulling him early because yeah. you know you could you should be able to get thirty pitches, you know, maybe more from from henches, from Stefan, from Classe A, from Karen Shack. although thirty pitches for Karen Shack might be one inning. But one still. inning, yeah.
0: No, I uh you know, here's the thing like at the end of the there even if he pitches well, he should never go a third time through the order. That should not happen. That shouldn't even be thought about tomorrow. And if he starts hitting some speed bumps, if he's, like, walking guys, like, the sign of trouble, you go to the pen. And, I mean, I think even though Morris threw two innings today, there's a chance you could consider him tomorrow. I mean, he's a starter who is not used to the back-to-back, and he had the arm issues, so probably not. But, like, I'm just saying all hands on deck right now. It's like everyone could be out there and you know even if you're not gonna throw more it's like please act didn't look bad tonight he could be a multi-inning guy tomorrow in a, in a role he's barely pitched he's fresh mm-hmm. uh there's ways to go with this it should be like i said i like the pitching matchup with savali but i also am a realist enough to know it could also go poorly and don't just keep pushing like go to that pen quick quick uh quick hook tomorrow is definitely how i feel like this should be yeah.
1: yeah if needed so and either one of us are saying guaranteed victory tomorrow it could go a lot yeah. of ways but i don't think there's any reason for doom and gloom after game four at all not with the way the pitching set up and like I said i think game i i would say in game four like the only the only lost in this series they that you could say as bad is the the game one loss I think they didn't they didn't have a very good approach in game one and and Things just went kind of south, but I, I would say in Game Four you gave him a really good shot. The Yankees just came out on top, and that happens sometimes. I thought even Quantrill, like, like you said, he was average. he's fine. fine. Um, you know, he was better than McKenzie in Game Three. Technically, if yeah. you want to be honest about it, he was better than McKenzie. But no, I, I think they played great tonight. He, you know, Gabriel Arias stays in at second at, thir- at first base. His at bats have been fantastic. Jimenez got a big double off garcole Cole. We've been waiting all series. Andre Andre to to get off the the snide, and he
0: did. Well, he had a. Did he have a double in game two as well? Or was that in game three? He had a double in one other game. That's his second double. in He the might
1: season. have. Then he had. An, and he had an RBI single in game three or in game two. So I mean, he's had some moments, but that was. But he had he had good at bats tonight, and he had that double. So I, I I don't know. I like I said there. I don't think there's any reason for doom and gloom. Even if they lose, if they lose, they have they have played well enough this series to show that they are not overmatched by this team.
0: No, I agree. They're... It, no matter what I think they're going to win tomorrow I believe they're going to win I think it's a good matchup on a lot of different levels and you know they played I, like there's been select hitters for the Yankees who are playing well but I feel like on a whole Cleveland has played better than the Yankees in the series and they've got a chance to continue the underdog stretch because right now the only uh non-underdogs to win have been Houston in both their matchups and Cleveland in round one every other uh matchup has been an underdog winning so Cleveland also has just the poke season on their side. So any final thoughts?
1: No, not really. I mean, the Yankees changed their lineup up a little bit. That's interesting. And uh, I don't know if it made a huge difference. I think with Judge, maybe it did a little bit. He still has to hits. It. I don't know. It's it's really a coin. I mean, these games are kind of a coin flip. And I know everyone's going to say, you know, it's a Yankee stadium. That's going to be tough. But they already won one in Yankee Stadium. And yeah. uh, I don't think the stadium ma- makes up for your, your pitching matchup by any mistake. So just... Get get to the bullpen early, win the game. That's that's it, pretty simple, I think. It's like
0: home field that bigger in baseball. Like it doesn't feel like one of those sports where home field tends to be as big a a thing.
1: Only if you're like only if you're in a situation like Cleveland where you have a chance to like walk it off in the ninth inning, and and, and yeah. they still need a lot of runs to do that. I think tie a tie game for sure. I think it makes a difference when you're going to yes. extra innings. It's definitely that's the only yes. I think that's the only advantage really.
0: No, but uh, I like I said I I predicted five when we did our preview, I'm sticking with that now. So uh, make me look smart, Guardians, help me out. Uh, plus, it'll make me happy, double win. I wanna thank you all for listening. Remember rate and review, download daily, it helps. Subscribe on YouTube, that is the big push. Once you get to a thousand uh, subscriptions on YouTube, it, uh, it just helps us out immensely in terms of what we can do. We're up to 764 subscribers as I just pull up the YouTube. So let's keep that push for 800. And then a thousand after that, Uh, I've been Jeff Ellis again, guardians winning tomorrow market, but uh, thank you for listening. And how I end every show go, go guardians go.